How do you define a successful life? If your answer can be summarized as earthly excellence and sacred significance, you're at the right place. Join host Stephanie Smith as she shares three keys unlocking a life of lasting purpose. Learn yourself, love God, and live connected. You'll become smarter about yourself, skilled in human dynamics, savvy about the Christian faith, and strengthened to pass this wisdom on to upcoming generations. And now, let's get started. Hello there. I hope this finds you are doing well because you are aligning and realigning your thinking every day with what is true. If only it was as easy to do as it is to say, I have to fight that battle myself. But it's what we have to do. We have to align our truths about ourselves, about God, and about others, because it's only to the degree that we do this that we can be and become our true selves. Now, if you're a parent, caregiver, mentor, educator, or influencer in some way, With upcoming generations, the most important task you have is teaching your children what is truth. And that process begins at birth. And we're going to be looking at how to do that in some upcoming episodes. Truth doesn't change. And when truth gets applied in new ways, it can solve problems. One of the common problems people could relate to when I was growing up was the stereotypical male who wouldn't stop and ask for directions. If you're a certain vintage, you'll remember this. And if you're not, you'll wonder why a person would ever have to stop to plug in a destination on their GPS. Well, before GPS systems, there were paper maps, and sometimes even with these, routes weren't clear. In a few minutes, I'm going to tell you a true story about that, which will make your hairs on your neck stand up. Today on episode number four, we're going to unpack the third cardinal direction in the core compass of truth, other people. But first, have you visited the website yet and signed up for highlights? If not, you need to make that a priority. If you value meaningful content that can help you engage in a full life with a savvy faith, and help upcoming generations do that as well, you're going to find it at the website stephaniepresents.com. Did you know there are approximately 7.9 billion other humans on this planet? If you go to worldometers.info slash world population, there's a fascinating and a little freaky population counter running, and you can see in real time the number of births and deaths happening literally by the second. Yet every one of our current 7.983 billion classmates is unique. From their facial features to their DNA, each person is both the same and different from us. What does this have to do with the core compass of truth? Well, it's simple. One of the four cardinal directions we have to find truth is other people. Okay, I get it. That can seem like a duh announcement. But just like each person is both the same and different from us, so we have this attraction and revulsion to hearing from others. 
Sometimes if we're honest, it's not truth we're searching for, but confirmation bias. We don't always want somebody telling us the truth. Sometimes we just want people telling us we're right. Earlier, I promised you a hair-raising story, and here it is. Years ago, I was traveling in the passenger seat with my two-year-old son in the back seat, strapped asleep in his car seat. And as we were driving cross-country from North Carolina back to visit family in Kansas, we had at some point to cross over the mighty Mississippi River. It was late at night, and this was before the days of cell phones and GPS systems. And so I had the Rand McNally large map opened up with the passenger light looking on this map to make sure that we had good directions and were taking a route that would actually get us over the river. We're following the map, and it guides us off of this main road and tells us to make this turn, which we do. And before long, we're driving down this road with each lane going in opposite directions. There are no stop signs. There are no stop lights. There are no street lights. The only light that we had was the light that was coming from the headlights on the vehicle. Now, it is late at night. It is pitch black. I'm tired. For some reason, I was awake serving as the navigator on this ride, and there's nothing but blackness ahead, and we're looking at, okay, when are we going to hit the bridge over the river? I happen to spot in front what looks like just a little bit of a shimmer, and I think something's not right about this. So I say, stop, and we stop. And look out and sit there in total silence as the reality of the situation takes over. What the shimmer was, was the top of a wave of water. This was not a bridge over the Mississippi River. This was a road that ran right into the river. No barricade. No stop sign, no rumble strips in the road, no warning signs, nothing. What was this line over the river? It was the marking for a ferry route, not a bridge that cars could drive on. Do I think it was incredibly irresponsible for whoever oversaw that to not have any kind of warning, light, or barricade? Absolutely. But it was totally irresponsible of the map makers to not make that incredibly clear. This was not a road over the river. This was a road into the river. People can steer you wrong and with potentially devastating consequences. Whoever made that map likely had never driven that route. So how do we know then who to turn towards for accurate directions in life? I'm going to propose five questions you can ask when seeking truth from others. 
Now, this isn't comprehensive. There are other ways to assess this. Here are five to get you started. Number one, how much firsthand experience do they have in the area where you're needing help? For example, everybody is an expert on parenting until they actually have kids. And even then, some people luck out and have an amazing firstborn who sleeps through the night from birth, has a distinct cry for, I want my diaper changed, and totally changes when the cry means, I'm hungry, and then becomes something else entirely for, I'm bored. And these blessed but altogether annoying people can continue to be an expert until number two arrives or until said perfect baby turns age two and discovers personal autonomy, or age 21 when baby discovers personal responsibility the hard way. Look at the total experience that someone has in the area of help that you're needing. Number two, do they provide principles and practices or only personal experience? Personal experience counts, but it's not enough by itself. Why? Well, there are too many factors that influence outcomes in people's lives. For example, well, I learned to swim by being tossed into the pond at age three and I didn't drown. That is not a good reason to forego swimming lessons for your kids and toss them into a pond. There are other people who can say, well, I went to this kind of school and look how I turned out. There's way too many other factors besides just the type of schooling they had to account for how they turned out. You want to be able to look for, can someone explain the principle behind the practice, not just the personal experience? Number three. What do they have to agree with you on for you to learn from them? Do they have to share your faith, your parenting style, your financial priorities? The more you surround yourself only with people who agree with you, the more likely you can seek for confirmation of what you already believe and not truth. This doesn't mean that you give equal weight to every single person, but you do need to assess, can I learn something from this individual, even if we have significant differences of opinion or thoughts or beliefs in this particular area? For example, as someone who has been studying informally what makes people tick, I have loved pursuing this knowledge that there are very few people in this field of research who write about it, who share my core faith. If I limited my research and my reading and learning only to those people who shared my core faith, my knowledge base would be incredibly thin. You see, I believe God is generous with his knowledge and wisdom, and he doesn't require that someone believe in him or follow him or love him in order to share knowledge and wisdom. 
Do we need filters? Of course we do. But we don't have to be afraid of learning from people who don't share all of our beliefs. If we are afraid, that's more of an indication that we don't have a core established belief and that we have a mindset that it is our job to defend our beliefs rather than just sharing them. I've never found God needed my defense and my defending. Sharing is perfect. Defending and explaining, not the same thing. Number four, how do their beliefs stand up to the test of time? Last week, we looked at the cardinal point of creation on the core compass of truth. And one of the things that we examined was that all truths do not get measured in one person's lifetime. Gravity has a very short time span between cause and effect, but there are other laws that govern the universe, which may take a generation or several generations in order to prove themselves true. The timetable between cause and effect varies, and it has a huge impact on how ready we are to believe in its existence. So we don't want to just look at beliefs standing up to the test of time as measured in our lifetime or even within our generation. Sometimes it takes generations for a truth to play through the whole concert. This is where the study of history is so important. Being able to look and say, what are the things, the ideas and the beliefs that have withstood generations, not just in my country or culture, but in other cultures and other time periods. There are timeless truths which point to the existence of a moral law. Number five, how honest is this other person or group of people about their failures in living out a belief or in an area where their beliefs have changed. If a person isn't honest about failures or claims to have never changed any belief in any way, well, they're not honest with themselves about failures. So that means there's no way they're going to be honest with you. And if someone claims that they've never changed their belief about anything in any way, that is a pretty big announcement that they are not a person of growth, of honesty, and of close examination of why they believe what they do. Sometimes in my faith world of Christianity, we discount discovering truth through other people because we know everyone's flawed. And so we say things like, we just need to look to Christ. Well, it's true we do. However, And I would say often God reveals truth through other people who are part of his creation. If every believer bears the image of Christ, then we can expect to some degree they are going to have a part of truth that indwells them and that we can learn from. Don't wait to be a pursuer of truth until you're in a place of desperation. There's an expression which we are wise to adhere. Dig your well before you're thirsty. 
If you're a parent, learn about child development before your child gets to that age. If you're interested in getting married, learn what builds successful marriages before you get engaged. If you're considering moving from a company job to entrepreneurship, learn how a successful transition happens. If you're a parent or caregiver or an influencer of a coming generations in any way, model and teach this principle. If your kids, for example, don't ever see you asking other people for guidance, why would you expect they're going to come to you for guidance? If you want them to value the tremendous amount of wisdom that's available in books and podcasts to help them make good life choices, then let them know and see what you're learning. Learning from other people doesn't just take place in face-to-face conversations. I've heard it said that books can introduce you to the best mentors there are. And in our world of the internet, even with all of the junk that's out there, there's so much good stuff. Take advantage of that and model that for your kids. Encourage them to learn from others and and don't be threatened by that. Have an abundance mindset. There's no way that you can teach your kids everything. Trust me, I know that firsthand. And sometimes our kids will hear something from another person they just can't hear from us. I get that's frustrating as a parent because you've been trying to tell your kids something for a long time and it doesn't stick at all. And then somebody else comes along and says it once and all of a sudden it's like a gold mine. Well, rather than being upset about that, Introduce your children to other people that they can learn from. If you don't, you'll seriously compromise your ability to navigate life well and teach your kids that because you're going to be eliminating one of the four cardinal directions of truth. And you do not want to end up nearly driving into a river that can drown your opportunities or relationships. Next time, We're going to wrap up this four-part series on the core compass of truth by focusing on the Bible or scripture. Again, if you haven't checked out stephaniepresents.com and signed up for highlights, make that one item on your task list. It'll take you no more than a minute, and if you're a task checker offer, you'll have an easy item to cross off your accomplishments list. Well, thank you for tuning in. Your time is incredibly valuable. And whether you are listening to this as you are chopping lettuce or hiking or driving or whatever you're doing, I appreciate your choice to invest your time here. Remember, my friend, you have an impact that is immeasurable, eternal, and irreplaceable. For information on speaking engagements and other resources, visit the website at stephaniepresents.com. Remember, learn yourself, love God, and live connected.